what's up hybrids welcome back to another episode of the phantom hybrid podcast this is hanako and i am here with anthony Lori, and mike and we are discussing the season one finale of shadow and bone and this is where all the shit hits the fan <laughs> and there's so much shit that happened in this episode it's like i'm i, I at first I know we had we had the idea first of doing seven and eight together, but as much stuff happened in seven and as much stuff as that has is happening in eight, I was like, we are crazy. There's no way. There was no way we we're gonna fit that into an hour and a half or two hours, like at all. There's no way. Was not gonna happen. And I gotta give him props. The ending on this one was just badass as shit. Like I saw that, I was like, oh fuck. I think we all were. I was like, oh. The ending was very Fellowship of the Ring, okay? I mean, come on. It was like, (gasps) they're all there. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. No, I think Mike is talking talking about Kerrigan walking out of the fold with them damn Oh, oh, oh. I could have fell out of my chair. I could have fell out of my chair. He just said follow, and they was like, oh, shit. And they just... Yeah, oh, if, he wasn't, if he wasn't badass before that, he was badass then. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would Factual. give him that. But but yeah, Lori, the, the part about them all like working together, you got Malin and Lena, and then you got the Crows, and then you have the Grisha, you know, all fighting together because pretty much, I guess, just at this point, everybody is sick of Kyrian shit. That was the best part of the episode. And Nina, me. Nina was there, Matthias was there. They just all yeah, were all now. the same there. And I was like, Fellowship of the Ring, they're right there. And, and I mean, Nina, oh, oh and, yeah. Nina overhearing Taz and them talk about needing a heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing Nina's gonna be uh being the Ravens in the next season. <laughs> the yeah, uh, yes, yes, I think so. I think so. Exactly. But oh, oh, <laughs> She gotta go save her man, man. though. <laughs> oh, I got I got plenty to say about that one. <laughs> man, I I don't know that that seemed like such an awkward pairing. I'm like, oh god, like when they were in the hotel room and, and he she was like trying to kiss him. And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's like, hey, kiss me. She's like, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, I'm I pure. Mean, he's he's still having the, you know get it right in his mind that she's Grisha and she's not what he's been taught that she is you know at least not at that point and then everything that happens afterwards he's like <laughs> I was a fool to, to believe <laughs> on uh, one hand from his perspective he's not wrong okay yeah. on one hand but on the other hand she might have wanted them to say, okay, this is what I'm doing, boo. Okay, we're going to fake left for a minute, and then we're going to fake right, and then we'll be straight. But she didn't do that. But, you know. No, he he's, he's wrong, completely wrong. He's, he's, he's absolutely, totally wrong. He's just gone along with the program. Yeah. Right? He, I, I mean, he, he can't wrap his mind around the fact that, see, this is what happens when you don't have relationships. And we've never had a relationship in your life. It's like you can't get you can't you can't get any of your feelings in line and figure out what the hell's going on. She did that to save his life. If she hadn't gotten him captured, they would have killed him. So I know I love that part. That's what alive. That's, this is, no, this is what I'm talking about. This is why this is why literature is like 
you have all these awkward relationships where people are trying to kiss you and they won't want to kiss. And then you have all these feelings all mixed up and combobulated. It's like most people read young adults were like, oh, damn, I'm like that. Like, oh, damn, that's me. I like, like that. You know? <laughs> no, he, he couldn't see. Okay. He couldn't see past. Hmm. Living or dying. Right. I mean, but no, all he could see was, oh, you, you turn me in or whatever. No, dude. Is a difference between living right. and being murdered. I yeah. mean, but the other thing too that. is he knows, like, and, and this is just like what she learned at the end because she was like, okay, well, yeah, I turned you in, but that's you know, they're gonna do this, they're gonna take you to trial. I'm gonna drop the charges, I'm gonna say that you didn't do this, and everything <laughs> well. She was a bit naive because when the guy who was on the ship is like, Oh no, that's not how this goes. And no, no. I felt like the way that Matthias looked at it, he knew that that's not how it was going to go down because he knew what they did to Grisha when they took them in. Like they took them in, oh, you're going to go to trial or whatever. And just like she said to him on the boat, she was like, so how many Grisha are actually found innocent at your trials? And it was one of those where he was like, oh, wait a minute. And so I think, him being in that position, you know, where their roles are actually reversed. <laughs> she actually was trying to do it to save his life, but him knowing the truth about what happens when you bring right. a prisoner to another, it was like one of those, oh no, you didn't do that to save my life. You you basically doomed me. And she's naive because she really thinks that because that wasn't her intent, She's like, oh, no, that's not going to happen to you. And then the other guy was like, <laughs> yeah, about that. Again, instruction right. manual, user's guide. Hello, people. Right. But I think her whole thing was it was going to give them a chance. Right. To, which is which is fair to her. Either yeah. Dive in or we can postpone it and try to figure out a way out of the situation. Yeah. But I don't think she realized the situation was going to be as dire for him as it turns out it's going to be. So, you know, but that poor thing, because he was like, get away from me. Like, oh, I was like, y'all were just starting to bond. But then again, you know, the fact that um, I can't even remember his name, the, the Grisha who was sent after her. I'm like, well, you would have to come and find her right now at this moment. It's like the timing just sucks. She was there having a nice pancake. Okay, no. Waffles. 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 The fact that he didn't know what a waffle waffles. was. I was like, <laughs> like, oh, she really is about to school you in a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like he it's it's like he grew up literally in Siberia. It's like, what's a waffle? Is it supposed to be sweet or savory? It's like, oh okay. the fact that he the fact that he he didn't know what a waffle was. Should have been like, yeah, arrest his ass. Like, get him the fuck out of here. How do you not know what that waffle is, motherfucker? The hell on. Again, dealing with a different part of the world. I well, that. I, well I, I will I will point this out. And they actually, this is actually a, a cute little joke. Throughout the Six of Crows book and the Shallon Bone, one of the running jokes is that everybody, the kids, Minnie Kaz and, and Jesper and, and Nina, everybody's considers waffles to be like a special treat so if something someone wins something or they have a good day or whatever the instead of a cookie or cake everybody gets waffles so that's a running joke well 
this is YA lit, so we know that romantic relationships are ever easy. <laughs> there, there are always obstacles right. in YA lit. Always, it's not like adult lit where they get it on and they're together for the whole book series. <laughs> uh, YA lit, and nah, even the adults not. can't get it right most of the time. So, <laughs> why would we expect young people to? Well, I'm afraid that if she actually, you know, would have made a serious move, I think the poor man would have faded at the very least. I mean, come on. He probably it's would so have. Cute. It's so cute. But I, I really feel bad for her because she did try to save his life. And on the one hand, that's very quick thinking. But on the other hand, too, you kind of have to question how good of a spy is she if, if she's supposed to be doing Kerrigan's work all around various places that she doesn't have the knowledge that this group of people, this is exactly what they do. I mean, you, uh, you see what I'm saying? I, think I guess if you think bad. about it, maybe she didn't think Kerrigan was looking for her. You know, Kerrigan well, has other fish to fry. He has the sun summoner. Maybe true. she thought that was going to be enough to distract him and he wouldn't think about the fact that she defected or she was kidnapped well you know he thinks that she's kidnapped because remember she actually got taken by the druskella so you know maybe in her mind he doesn't know where to start looking for me he doesn't know where they've taken me and this is the perfect opportunity for me to be free for me to escape for me to now start living my own life Unfortunately, as we've seen with Kerrigan, when he has something that he needs to control that is beneficial to him, there is no letting go of that, as we see with him in this episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, you know, I, 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 this is setting up, hopefully, you know, hopefully other stuff for season two. It's just that those two, it just gets me because. I, I look at them and I'm like, oh, but like you guys said, it's YA. So right. they're not going to get their act together until like the last page if they get together then even. So, yeah. So let's talk about Kerrigan and this <laughs> ship and everything that's happening. So we know Kerrigan likes attention at this point. We know he wants to kind of I don't want to say be the centerpiece, but he's about to make a big show of Alina and her powers. So he has her shackled to the skiff and they're listening out for the different Volcra. The crows have gone under deck so that they can start hatching their plan for whatever it is about they're about to do or just to stay alive because they hear the Volcra and they've been on this, you know, they've, they've been through this before. So they know this is not about to be an easy trip. And he's got all of these people on the deck. He's got Alina on the deck. He's got all of these um, well-to-doers who have paid to see a demonstration of the Sun Summoner's power. And it's so, it's so funny because you start to see the different little cracks in his control of his people because Zoya is there she's controlling the wind for the skiff and she's got one of the other Grisha standing next to her and she was like why doesn't he have Alina do what she's supposed to do and he's like oh it'll be soon and she's like did the general tell you something and he says 
he just told me that you have to stop the boat before we get to land. And she was like, well, why? He said to make sure that there's an audience. And the way that she looked, she was like, oh, really? So one, I'm not privy to whatever information or whatever plan he has. And two, he's about to make it so that everybody is fawning over this girl I can't stand again. The look on Zoya's face. Okay, so I will say this. I don't much care for this girl. But in this episode, when it came down to it, when the fighting started, she handled her business. Yeah, she she was with the and she kept my girl alive. So that that that's the good thing. I think another reason that that she was kind of giving Ivan the side eye was that you know because they're going to where her family is and she, yeah, but that she, wasn't like, Ivan. That wasn't Ivan. That was a different. Was um, okay. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, what with the one that the one that told her that there was, that he had something planned. He was she was like. What the fuck does he have planned? Like, I hope it's not something that's gonna fuck up my family. Right. You know it's like, cause she, she, she. I think she made a point to say that she wanted to see her family, like when they docked, like you know, and visit them. So yeah, she she's did. like, she was, looking, she was looking forward to it. Right. So yeah. she, she's like, what the fuck is he getting ready to do? Because I'm not trying to have him fuck up my family. But eventually, we see his plans come to fruition. 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 Yep. But while they're I don't even know what to call it. They're not sailing. They're not. They're not on water. They're travel. They're sand surfing. Technically, they're it sailing. is sailing. It's still sailing. Mm, it just. It just. Because yeah, they're using a using a sail to propel them along. So yeah, it's with the with the wind, sailing. it's technically it sailing. weird. Sand no sailing, water. but it's still okay. sailing. yeah, sand sailing. While they're traveling, <laughs> <laughs> while they're traveling, you know. He makes a small demonstration of using Alina's power. He creates this tunnel with her power where um, th- they actually are clear of the fold and it's it's kind of like a barrier over them. And everybody's trying to figure out like, oh, what's he doing? What's going on? And the crows down below, they get a little suspicious that like they hear that something's different. They're like, um, so what are we doing with this? And it's so funny because they're down below deck and they're talking about what, what the plan is. And they're like, okay, we got to wait until we figure out what the general has done. And Cass hasn't quite yet figured out what it is that Kerrigan's going to do. He just knows that something's not right. Think about it. Alina fled from him and now she's tied to the deck. Something big is about to happen. And while they're doing this, of course, Inez is listening, but she's looking around and she just happens to notice something in the corner. And then she just kind of slinks off to the side. And I was like, oh, damn, now she done found you. <laughs> and she sees him and she holds a, a blade to his neck. And I was like, are y'all about to fight? Y'all don't need to fight. Y'all on the same side. And then when we realized that, you know, when, when she brings Mal in front of Kaz and Jesper, and they're like, well, who are you? He was like, I'm here to save her, you know, talking about Alina. I was like, oh, this is about to be a pair up. This is about to be fun. Yeah. Because Mal wants to save Alina. And, and that's what he tells them. They were like, okay, who are you? What are you here for? He was like, I'm here to kill the general and save Alina. Jess was like, wait a minute, who are you? And when he gives his name, Kaz has, you know, comes up to him. He asked, he was like, you know her? 
And he says, who's in control of her? The general I'm going to kill. And then he tells Inez, give him back his gun. She was like, why? He said, because if he's not with the general, then he's with us. I'm like, oh, is Malvin to be a crow? <laughs> like, I know. This, this is where Anthony says, so when you have fantasy, you have to have, you know, a group of people you know, helping out the main character. And finally, we're starting to get all of the essential elements of a true fantasy coming together. Yep. You know, the only... Now we just got to figure out, you know, in season two, how they're going to work. Oh, my goodness. Nina and... Matthias. Into everything. everything. Like, how... But we see... Yeah, well, we kind of see how uh, Nina is going to probably fold into it because at the end of the episode, she overhears them talking about the fact that they need a heart render. And she's like, oh, do you need a heart render? I was like, yes. Like, like that's not a trope. Like, we didn't expect that to happen. I know. It was still awesome, it's though. Whole, it's that whole, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Like, this is the epitome of what that statement means. Yeah. So all of this means that it's going to take all of them to defeat Kerrigan and his forces. Right. Who has just revealed to Alina that his goal is not to destroy the fold because the fold is the greatest weapon that they have. I was like, yeah, Alina, you're about to see just how um dirty yeah deceitful devious right hateful right. go on zoya is talking to the other grisha and he's talking about yeah see the the sun summoner is not so useless you know because again kirigan has used her power to make this little tunnel for them to flow through unimpeded with no vocal messing with them and then, you know, she just says, you know, as soon as we get to town, I'm going to see my aunt. And he looks at her and he says, you have family here? She said, yeah, that's why I volunteered to drive the skiffs to see them. And then she's looking at him like, why? Like she, it, it's one of those things where it's not implied, but the way that he said to her, oh, you have family here? Like he knows some shit is about to go down in this town and she doesn't. But she's starting to pick up on that, like, yeah, I got family here. Why? Why do you want to know? It's like one of those, why are you being in my business? What's going on? What, what's, what's about to happen that I don't know about? And of course, on the other end of where they're about to land, General Zlotin is there and he's got all of his men there and they see that this they see this little weird tunnel in the fold and they're asking what they want to do and he's like when they're close you know the orders were that once they got close i think they were supposed to kill everybody on the skiff and he says but this display of power that we're seeing means that the sun summoner is here too he says are you telling me to kill her too and he was like, well, Arkin failed me, so we're going to have to do it themselves. And he says, but sir, she could destroy the fold. And then General Zlatan says, then she is a threat to our independence. Because remember, the fold is helping General Zlatan in his campaign to create a separate country so that the regular people, the humans, the non-Grisha can have their own 
country can have their own government and be separated from the rest of Ravka. So, you know, bringing down the fold would kind of destroy those plans. So yeah, he has plans to kill them all. And again, this is one of those things where I'm like, this dude, you're supposed to be the general who leads the army and you don't realize the kind of power that you're dealing with. Like this woman, the Sun Summoner, right. even though you don't know who she is, you know what the myth is about her. You know that you were so threatened by what she might be able to do that you sent someone to try to kill her. And now you want to try to kill her and Kerrigan? Knowing what Kerrigan is capable of, even if you don't know that he was the one that created the fault. Right. I just, it does not look well for General Zlatan and his people. And did they ever really say why he wanted to kill her? Did I miss that? Why did why he wanted to kill who? This the uh Elena, did they get into that or is it just because he's doesn't want the king to get an upper hand? That, I mean, mm-hmm. Is that that's basically yeah, because well, because remember the myth is that she would be the one to destroy the fold. Well, if the fold comes down, guess what? The king is coming to claim the rest of his country. Yeah, that's true. And they don't want that. So what do they need to do? They need to kill the one thing that's going to help bring about that conclusion because that's not what they want. Yeah, well, they can work around that. Uh, They'll have to kill the poor girl, but what, I get I What get. is Aunt's favorite phrase? Favorite. <laughs> the white, white male, male patriarchy. patriarchy. Yeah, pretty that much. That wasn't me. That was Agatha. Pretty much. That wasn't me. Oh, excuse me. You you just like using it sometimes. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> A lot of times. <laughs> I know, but I mean, think about it. What's the easiest way to get rid of something that's standing in your way? You just get rid of it. Yeah. He doesn't have time for diplomacy. He doesn't want to negotiate. He just wants to exert his power to show that, yes, we're powerful. We can handle being on our own, blah, blah, blah. We don't need you and your Grecian, all the other stuff. Yeah, we're superior. Do please. So then here comes Kerrigan about to do his next demonstration. What does he say? You've seen what the Sun Summoner can do. Now see what I can do with her power. And what does he do? And and of course, you know, she tries, she says, you know, whatever it is you want me to do, I'm not going to do it. He says, oh, you've already done your part. I'm about to do mine. And he takes his power and he takes both sides of the fold and he pushes it forward into the town and they they don't have a they don't have a chance like they try to run they try to retreat but you've got this black cloud that's engulfing your city and zoya comes down and she's looking panicked alina is upset and alina tries to use her power to try to pull it back you know but you see that the town is engulfed by the fold. And of course, if the town is engulfed by the fold, then guess what? The Volker is there too. So the people who are there are pretty much done for. And Zoya, unfortunately, is looking at the destruction of the city where her family is. I'm just... The CGI on this is amazing. That, that whole shadow thing, the thing yeah, with the yeah, fold, the, is, the effects were, were were awesome. Right, 
and then of course you know jesper and nash uh kaz and mal they're down below deck and they hear what's happening because you hear the people screaming you know that something terrible is going on and you hear the volker i mean the volker basically just got invited to an all-you-can-eat buffet yeah and they're like what are we going to do now kaz you under you hear him slaughtering the whole city and kaz turns around and he says so you understand the scale of his power then good like, what are we going to do about this? Mal, of course, like I said, Mal is ride or die. He was like, look, this is the time that we need to strike. And he and Cass kind of go back and forth about what they should do. And of course, Mal said, the bold move is to strike him now. And Cass said, and the smart move is to wait until we get across the foe. And Mal looks at him, he nods his head, he turns around, and he says, I never said I was smart. Mal is about to go whoops mad. <laughs> or he thinks he's going to go whoop. Uh. Well, he's about to go try. And then uh, Inez is like, I'm going with him. And the guys are looking like, wait, what? Inez is like, she tired of sitting around here waiting for stuff to happen. She's like, no, you know what? Because the longer we wait, the more likely is I have to go back to the menagerie. I'm not going back to the menagerie. If he's going to try to start some shit, let me go help him. I was like, oh, I can get down with this partnership. This is going to be interesting. So of course, Kierigan is upstairs. He's telling them, you know, with the power of the Sun Summoner at my command, I control the fold. You control the fold anyway. He's like, and it's monsters. I can move it to any border I like, engulf any harbor consume any city take what you have seen back to your home countries he was like yeah t- basically tell everybody i'm in charge now i am the captain now look at me right well i mean he says there will be no war with, with rafka now all the cities will answer to us for who would oppose us now and then here comes mal with his gun and he starts fighting and i was sitting here like yes 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 and of course, you know, Kierigan ain't going to get his hands dirty. So he gets Ivan to control Mal. And here comes Alina. She sees Mal. She's like trying to get to him. Of course, she can't do anything because she's tied down. And uh, Kierigan just makes me mad. Anyway, so he, <laughs> he, just, he does. Frustrated. The action is. It was just good, okay? It was just good. That's all I'll say. It was good. Everything happens. I mean, like all it was, everything happens. And I, I I think I think the thing that really got me is that no matter what, Mal was gonna, as they were saying Hamilton, he was gonna get his shot and he did. He did, and then Jesper did too, because Jesper grabs his coat, mm. he gets ready to go upstairs, and Kaz is like, Where are you going? He was like, the action's up there. Ken says, they have the advantage. And Jasper says, only because I'm not in the game. And let me tell y'all, when Jasper got upstairs mm-hmm. and started doing his thing, his little gunslinging thing, he's shooting Zoya, of course. She's trying to take the boat away. And the Grisha that was um, telling her about what the plans were, he's like, the general says, we have to stay here. You ain't figured out that Zoya is not following the general's orders at this point like he just sent the fold and the volcra to the city where her family is um dude read the room read the boat read whatever she's not part of this anymore 
and the Nash comes up behind the guy and she, I think at this point she doesn't realize that Zoya is in the midst of defecting so she's basically like yeah we need to turn this around or whatever the case is and the guy gets an upper hand on her and we see all this stuff going on we have Ivan who is still controlling Mal and then the upper class people who are on the deck they approach Kerrigan and they're like look you're not going to be seen as a savior you're going to be seen as a heretic and Kerrigan I guess does not like that word heretic because he just looks at Ivan and gives just this one look and of course all the people who have guns at that point they try to attack and Ivan kills them all and Kerrigan's old arrogant ass just looks at them with this little disgusting look on his face. He was like, I'll have to give that speech again now. Like, really, dude? Uh, fucking Best villain line ever. And the way he was looking, he was looking like, ew, y'all are something on the bottom of my shoe. Right. But so there's a whole bunch of action going on. Of course, Inez is fighting with the Grisha. Zoya is looking, and I'm, let me tell you, Inej, this this fight choreography with Inej and his Grisha, yeah, so good, mm-hmm. so good. But you know, she's trying to kill him. He basically is slowing down her heart, and then Zoya comes in and kind of, you know, she knocks him off the ship, and and looks at Inej, and she's like, "Help me stop him." And I was like, oh, team up, team up, team up. I'm getting hyped now. Because mm-hmm. at this point, the Grisha has just been taken off for lunch by the Volcra. Kerrigan and Ivan are starting to realize that Zoya is doing something she's not supposed to be doing. And then as Ivan is getting ready to go up to deal with Zoya, here comes Jesper and his mm-hmm. gunslinging skills. And then Inez throws a knife and hits Kerrigan. I was sitting here like... There's so much going on. I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. There was just so much going on. And Kerrigan looks hurt. He's, you know, it looks like the the black magic is starting to go up through his veins and coming up towards his face, but he pulls the blade out and he's like, y'all, it's going to take more than this to kill me. And he starts his little mojo with the fold and he he has it starting to engulf the ship and i'm just like is he about to kill everybody else on here and the volker starts coming you know jesper is knocked out mal is still being controlled by ivan zoya is looking around and is looking around like they're all trying to figure out what's going on and then zoya gets hit by one of the volker and knocked out and here comes the volker everybody's about to start fighting and Ned starts throwing blades at the Volker and she's fighting and I'm just like there's so much going on there's so much going on and then she the Volker comes and gets right in her face y'all I really thought Ned was about to get it and then here comes Kaz Kaz is like oh no you're not gonna mess with my girl and he starts fighting the Volker and I'm just like there's just so much going on and this Volker is pissed here, here comes Alina. Here comes Mal. There, you know her. I guess her son summoning. She well, she's reaching towards Mal, and then all of a sudden, there's a glow of light, and she happens to look up, and she sees a vision of the stag. And it's again, like I said, when she saw the stag at first, 
it's almost like the stag is beckoning to her and it's speaking to her and she just looks at it with this kind of understanding and she looks back she sees the blade that Inej had thrown at Kirigan and it's sitting on the deck and again she looks at the blade she looks at the stag and the stag is looking at her and it's almost like the stag is telling her what to do so Kirigan comes up to her and he says it's just you and me Alina and she gets up he says we're all we need anyway and holds out his hand to her and she goes to grab the hand but she she doesn't grab it in the way like she's accepting you know you, you know the the way what am i trying to yeah, say yeah she's not she's not grabbing it like she's trying to hold his hand and be, be right she's grabbing it like she's about to do something and of course you're thinking about okay she was looking at this blade and he's holding his palm out to her and she's grabbing it like she's about to play something in his palm and i was like oh elena what are you about to do and then she says to him you may have needed me but i never needed you and she grabs Ow. the blade and what she does is she stabs it in his hand and it knocks out the coin that's embedded in his hand that he was using to link her power to him yeah not not really a coin i think it was a bone fragment it, it was part it was of the handler yeah yeah she said your first words to me were what are you she said this is what i am and she starts summoning her power and i was like okay alina show this man what you are made of and what she does is she pulls the fold away from the city kerrigan sits there he's looking mighty upset talking about how do you claim such power I'm the one who killed the stag. And she said, I didn't understand before, but now I do. You cannot claim what was not given to you. The stag chose me. And that's what we saw when she approached the stag. Remember, she approached the stag. And when she touched it, this light emanated from the stag. That was the stag giving her his power or basically saying, yes, you can use me as your amplifier or however you want to word it. But she has that power now. Yeah, and once again, we see how prophecies are not necessarily accurate because the mistake was people thinking you had to kill the amplifier to get the power. In actuality, it seems that the amplifier has to choose you Mm -hmm. to to give you that power. And maybe Kerrigan, maybe it was known that way because Kerrigan himself had to kill them because if any of those creatures have the kind of knowledge that it seems like they have they probably sensed that he was not going to use that power for good so they wouldn't voluntarily give him the power so he probably took it in the only way that he knew how to which was to Mm -hmm. kill them and kirigan is pissed of course he gets up he looks like he's about to use his power and then what happens but mal knocks his ass off the skiff and they're out there fighting i was like yes this is what i've been waiting for y'all let me tell you i was sitting in my seat i was bouncing i you know how you when you watch old fighter movies and you're sitting there you're boxing in in the air that's what i was doing watching this scene i was like yes i just want this is what i have been waiting all season for i want to see them fight and you know it's it's funny to say mal is hurt you know mal is always hurt just like always without faith he you know it's like poor guy he doesn't even give himself a chance to heal he's like he always has like some mission or something to go along and it's like 
You're like, you he need to heal. To heal. There's, there's too much going on. He's down there. I mean, and he's holding his own against Kerrigan too. Like Kerrigan has the upper hand. Yes, because Kerrigan is not as hurt. But Mal is holding his own pretty well for someone who has been, let me see, Mal has been shot how many times now at this point? He has been shot. He has been stabbed. He has been uh, starved. He has been beaten. He's just, I, I think he's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> he is. But, but can, we, can we first, well, can, can we talk about this heart renderer that attacks Elena? And like, dude, she's mm. the only thing between you and being vo- Volker food. That's Ivan. Idiot. Ivan's dumbass. Dumbass. And then and he's like, how, he was like, how dare you? I'm like, what dumbass. Like, bro. <laughs> he gave you everything. He gave you everything. He's the bold. She is keeping He you says, how me. dare you? He gave you everything. Remember your place. I was like, oh, hold up. See, like, Ivan. Yeah, like, bro, read the fold. Literally, read the fold. You see the dark now? It wasn't before, because she was forbidden that shit. You see all those things flying around, looking at right. it like a snack? Dude. Right. But that's okay, because you know, he said, and, and I, I I don't know if they timed it this way on purpose, but, you know, I'm sitting here looking at it as a man over woman, him telling her, remember your place. That's already not sitting right with me. So what happens, but the black gunslinger comes and shoots your ass. And I was like, yes, yes. Come on, Jesper, do it, do so, it, do so it. much for the white male patriarchy. Whatever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, I like at least say, when he, it's like- He's, I still can shoot, shoot you in the pretty face. <laughs> <laughs> right, but he does shoot him. And Ivan even tries to, you know, he tries to, to incapacitate Jesper. And Jesper's like, you know what? Nope. He turns around, shoots him, and gets him off this. But I was like, "How can y'all? How can anybody not like Jesper? That is my, that is he is. Yeah, one. yeah. Shut up! Yeah, Anthony, yeah. Ain't nobody paying no attention to you. That was rhetorical. I ain't paying you no attention because you can't you, you can't deny that Jesper was badass in you, that you moment. You asked the question though. It was rhetorical. <laughs> I, I was asking it for everyone but you. <laughs> Look, all I know is that if they didn't have Jesper, they would have been in a little bit more trouble and than 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 they could have, you know, uh, fended off because he was needed. If they now, didn't have Jesper, is, they would have made it through the fold on twenty pounds of alabaster coal instead of sixteen. Uh, they still made it across yeah, the fold. They made it across. <laughs> no, Jesper actually contributed a lot, you know, and and I don't care y'all hating. Me and Hanukkah, we're like Team Jesper. Team Jesper. Hey, I, I need a team. Hey, I, I like Jesper. I think. I mean, I think that you know everybody needs that little foil, uh, foil like him. I mean, it's like he's a he's a scene lightener. So everybody needs that. I love. I love the dude. Right now, what kind of Grisha do you think he is? Is he a fixer or a tailor? I think he's he's no. one that manipulates metals. That's why his his um, oh shit. Gun so that, would, that would make him a fixer? That's why he's gun skill. So that would make him a no. fixer? It's, some, it's something else. I forgot what it's called. It's, he's the same as he's the same as David. Fabricator. Yeah, he's the same as David. Fabricator? Fabricator. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Because they're the ones that okay. manipulate right. materials and stuff. Oh, mm-hmm. metals. And okay. That's what he's doing with the bullets. If, in fact, he's a greaser because he's making those true. bullets do things that they shouldn't do. Yeah. So 
back down on the ground, Mal and Kirigan, they're still fighting. And at one point, Kirigan kind of sort of gets the upper hand on Mal. He tries to use his powers to bring the fold to Mal because he hears the Volker flying around. But of course, his hand has a hole in it right now. So he can't really control it like he needs to. So he approaches Mal, who is face down on the ground. And he's getting ready to, I don't know, beat him, do whatever. He turns Mal over and Mal has found the gun that Kirigan threw overboard. He threw uh, Mal's gun overboard. Mal has found it. He turns over. He starts shooting Kirigan. And then the Volcra come and get him. Yeah. Let me tell you, that was so satisfying because He's sitting there, you know, he's deflecting the bullets and he tells Mal, he says, I have survived for centuries. Did you really think you could kill me? And Mal says, I don't have to kill you, Darkling. Your past will do it for you. And that's when the Volker come after him and Mal takes off running. I was like, yes! Well, that was very known. satisfying, like, for real. It was, yeah. it was very satisfying. But before that, can we talk about how convenient it is that the Kefkas are bulletproof? Just saying, because like that's by design. That's not necessarily convenience. That's by design. It's like how many people have tried to kill them? They kind of <laughs> needed to be bulletproof. I mean, we saw it in the episode. What was that? The second episode when they got attacked. Mm. Like we saw that the bullet. You know, they needed the bulletproof vest because everybody was shooting at them, and then of course they started getting uh, hit with, what was it, arrows or something, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, we might need a little more protection. Yeah, that's totally by design, because people keep trying to kill the I know, but I'm just saying, he, he shot Kerrigan like 20 times. <laughs> he just stood there and took it. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't really need to kill Kerrigan at that point. Like, all of the noise from the bullets and from the gun would have drawn the attention of the Volker, so he didn't really need to kill him. He just needed to make a noise and, and bring the Volker that direction. All, all I have to say is that I'm looking at it like you guys are. We're 27 and minutes and 27 seconds in, and we still have like another like 18 best air bender sequence ever. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm up here going Fire Nation. <laughs> but we've talked about the similarities between um, Airbender and Naruto yeah. with all the hand stuff. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. But but but, but this awesome. but this moment comes because of course Alina is on the deck. She's unconscious because you know Ivan basically tried to kill her. Mal comes up and he's holding her. He's trying to get her to come back. Trying to get her to come back to consciousness. And when she wakes, he has to bring up a little, I guess you could say like a, a, an amusing moment to kind of lighten the mood, I guess. You know, he says, don't you dare say meet me at the meadow. And she smiles and then she sees one of the Volker is coming behind him. And then, like you said, she holds that hand up and whoosh. Look at the flick of the wrist. Look at the flick of the wrist. Man, I don't know if she destroyed that Volker or whatever, but here comes the skiff out of the fold. They're back in the sunlight. And, you know, of course, all of them at this point are working together. Zoya is the one that's controlling the skiff, getting it out of the fold. All of the crows are there. Mal is there. Alina, you know, is there. And they've escaped from the fold at this point. And then 
the next scene we see is them in the countryside and it's Kaz, Jesper, it's actually all of them. And they're just kind of sitting there collecting, I guess you could say collecting their thoughts. I mean, that's a lot that they just went through. Right. And when I say seeing them all together in this scene was so satisfying for me because I really thought, especially considering knowing that these characters are from two different sets of books, even though they take place in the same universe, but the characters never meet in the books. So seeing them on the screen like this, like Inej getting to talk to Alina. Which and, that, and- that has to be my favorite moment out of all these episodes was when yeah. Inej is like, whenever you need me, wherever you are, my hand is yours. She like right, pledges right. her. Lo- if you want anybody to be there for you, no matter what, it is Inej. Yeah. She right. And Alina even says that she's like, I like that hand with the dagger <laughs> in it. Yes. And she has pledged yeah. herself to her. And that that's one of the best moments, I think, in this whole series. Because it combines what you're saying, the, these two, these two groups that in the books don't ever interact. But yet here they are. And once again, mm-hmm. you know, you know how I feel about quest and fantasy. You gotta have, you know all these people on your side to help defeat the bad right. guy. Right. Which which comes to my favorite scene right after that is that she's asking Kaz, are you going to hunt me down? And she gives him her, her headpiece and they shake hands and he says, the deal is the deal. I was going, yes! <laughs> yes, the deal's the deal. Why? Because, like Anthony said, seeing this melts it together. I'm sorry, Anthony, I didn't mean to Jump on. Oh no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but at this point, you know, Jesper says, "Plus, it's bad form to try to kidnap someone who just saved your life." Right. So, but I don't know. I, I think given given half an opportunity, I think Kaz might try it sometime down the line. I don't think so. But I, I love this. Well, they had to figure out a way that he can go back and keep his club mm-hmm. so he needs he needs mm-hmm. the money from the, the jewels not only that but also to i mean that that's a way to secure Inez's freedom yeah. too because yeah. mm-hmm. he would have lost so, Inez oh. and with well, i forgot the name of his club crow's nest yeah yeah he, he's gonna lose that too and it's so funny did do you see the way Inez is looking at kaz after he has this exchange with the leader she's like there's some hope for you yet <laughs> Yep, she's got that look on her face. And Jesper's just smiling. Thinking, how much is my cuts I can go Yeah, he's her. he's looking at that like, I wonder how hard it would be to pick his pocket. So he can go gamble. That's the look on his face. And then, of course, Zoya is going to go back to the town to see what's happened to her family. And it's so funny because uh, Alina gives her a hug. And she's like, I still don't like you. <laughs> story is interesting because i can kind of fit everybody into you know a a role in the fantasy hierarchy but i I can't really think of one for zoya you rarely have like a character that is inherently on the bad side automatically switch so maybe she won't switch all the way but maybe she'll be an ally in some 
in some form or fashion. Yeah. But, you know, Alina, she she starts looking at the fold and Mal, Mal looks at her. He's like, look, I know that look, you're, you're staring down your new bully. And she says, Kerrigan turned on his own people and he grabs her hand and he was like, you're not ready yet. And she was like, neither were they. You know, she has to feel like some kind of guilt, even though he tells her you're not to blame. But she says, who do you think the world will blame? It's just like she said to Kerrigan all the way towards the beginning. She was like, if I don't bring down the fold, they're going to make me the new heretic. And think about it. Most of the people who knew what Kerrigan did and what happened, they're not alive to tell. And Ooh. Jesper, Kaz, Inej, Zoya, they really can't say anything, you know, because for them to say that they were part of, of whatever happened or that they were there, that would mean they would have to give up information about Alina, where she might be, where she could have gone. And that was one of the reasons why Alina gave Kaz her headdress, because she's like, this is not a gift. This is for you to keep quiet about who I am. And she still wants to try to break the fold down. But again, like Mal told her, you're not ready yet. Like you just, one, she just expended a whole bunch of effort and energy trying to take down what she could, you know, getting the fold away from the city so that it's not engulfing its citizens. She's weak. She's emotionally just, I mean, you have a lot to deal with, you know? The person that you thought was going to have your back, the person that you thought was trying to help you help the country turns out to be a liar, turns out to be this huge narcissist, this huge misogynist. He, I mean, you've got you've got antlers in your, uh, it just, uh, she's got a lot to deal with. She's not ready to do this now. She needs to take some time to recoup. She needs to take some time to recover and that's what Mal tells her. He was like, he was like, you're not ready yet, but when you're ready, we will come back. So, and then, like I said, um, Zoya has to try to figure out where she's going to go. And she, like she says, she needs, she needs to know how much of the city is left. And Inez tells her, or I think Cass tells her, um, what does he say? It's not a good idea to go looking for the dead what you may see may haunt you for days but i mean she think about it zoe really doesn't have anywhere else to go now because she did turn on kerrigan and as far as they know kerrigan is gone she can't go back to the palace so she's just kind of like you said anthony she doesn't fit in a particular box and i i don't know she's gonna be a wild card she's gonna be there she is yeah, she's gonna be that. That oh, really is there? Guy. Is there anybody left alive that knows that she betrayed Kirigan? Kirigan, but nobody, no, but no. everybody thinks that he's dead. Oh well, so. yeah, yeah. But it's like so. As far as yeah. they know, is there? It's, it, there's really nobody else that knows what happened. So, I mean, technically, she hasn't done it. I mean, without without anybody pointing a finger at her, she can basically she can go wherever she wants to. Well, no, she can't because if she can't go where Joe's Latin was because. They're going to associate her with, with Kerrigan putting a fold over their city. So she really can't. It's not. It's not prudent uh -uh. for her to do that because they'll still associate her with him. 
And even though, even though and she tried to say Kerrigan is in hostile territory too. For, for yeah, but Kerrigan yeah. has Volker. Yeah, Kerrigan, so Kerrigan will be all right. That. But the other thing about Zlatan too is you have to think about it. He was allowing the Druskella to kidnap Grisha. So she wouldn't be safe there anyway, be- just because of the fact that she's Grisha. Right. And she, she does give Alina a, a, some advice. She says, saints become martyrs before they become heroes. So stay alive. You know, because she tells her, she says, you can't stay in Rafka. They will hunt you down. And so when she says that, she was like, stay alive. And Mal, of course, he says, they'll have to get through me first. And she says, you need more than bullets and bravado to survive the people hunting you now. I, you know what? I'm going to be honest, though. I, I'm not too much worried. Because like we said, and, and here's the other thing, too. The other thing making me think that Mal, he has to be some kind of Grisha. Because think about it. All the injuries that he has had mm-hmm. and everything his body has taken, mm-hmm. he has not been, except for when Kerrigan captured him. He was healed by the healers. But Mal has some very, he's very, uh, I don't know, he's very durable. It's almost as if he's got a, he's not quite a heart ridder or a healer, but sort of like he's got like a Wolverine effect almost because remember they were trying to patch him up when he went after Alina and he never went back and he's still healed. Mm -hmm. So it it, it could be a reverse uh, heart ridder Taylor I, I still day. think he may not be Grisha, but once again, he may be. I know I've I repeated this before, and I'm going to re- repeat myself again. But in a lot of stories where magic, air quotes, has sort of gone away or not being practiced, when it starts coming back, or if someone that was prophesized, like the Sun Summoner, comes back, then things that had existed before start coming back mm-hmm. so it's possible that he may not be grisha but he may be something else because else, that's why he's right. such a good yeah, tracker okay. he can track anything that has a heartbeat and that's not really being a heart render that's just an ability that he has um even like Inez, because Inez is not a grisha but she can go toe-to-toe with the best of them, and she has nothing other than her skills and then watching her do the acrobatics on the, you know, twirling around, that is, these could be things that have come back to the forefront because whoever was prophesized or whatever prophecy needs to be fulfilled, these people are now around, they're back. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I can't take credit for that. That happens in a lot in David Edding's books, The, the Belgariad and The mm-hmm. Melorian. Um, right. And right, it was also right. something, if you read, um, the Game of Thrones, the, the Song of Fire and Ice books, mm-hmm. when the dragons mm-hmm. came back, mm-hmm. um, magic mm-hmm. starts to come back as well. I think that's, I think Sam that happens, Sam Sam it happens a lot. lot. It, it's kind of that, yeah, it's kind of Valdemar that too, once, right? Once what once was will be yeah. again. That, that sort, sort of, of thing. And I think I, I, I would never go as far saying that he's not Grisha, but I think he's something other than Grisha. He might even be um, one of the things that may have attracted him to to Alina is he might be, I think some, one of you guys mentioned before, he might be a, 
human amplifier. Amplifier. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I think I said that yeah. last night. Yeah. And, yeah. and on yeah. top of that, which is entirely right. and on possible. Top of that, he has this amazing, unprecedented tracking ability. That mm-hmm. and I think, and again, I, I just Inez, all the crows, they may have gotten together because they are meant to be together because they yeah. have all these special skills that were gone, but they have come back. It's almost kind of like whatever that source is, if they are magical or if they are gifted, let's just put, say it that way, like whatever that is that's in them, that that common thread, it's like it's drawing them to each other. Right. That's you why know, they're like being they're drawn together. To mm-hmm. Because even even um, looking at Matthias, like he's, it seems they have made him seem to be like much larger than most of the other characters. Like even among mm-hmm. the Druskela, he's he seems to be a little bit more skilled than the rest of them at what he does. And that right. may all he may also be one of those people because, like I said, this is not a theory, but yeah, they are there. They, all these people are needed to be together in order to overcome or to fulfill the prof- prophecy to get rid of the the fold and to beat Kerrigan. And Matthias right. seems like he might be one of those people they need because they're going to need some muscle. And and Mal is yeah, yeah, man, yeah. as good as Mal is. Mal is not like Matthias, you know. Right. And, 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 the, and the thing is, is that just a quick little segue, Matthias, uh, in, in the book, it says that he's a little bit more dedicated to their quote unquote mission slash religion, because it involves the whole white wolf thing that they've got. They're saying that he is, the book says he's exceptional in every single way <laughs> to the point where he actually judges the head of his quote unquote order for not being pious and dedicated enough to the cause so i think you're right there Mm. i'm excited because i i missed something the first viewing and i saw something watching it again yesterday and i think and i'm not going to say but i think i know which direction season two is going to go and i'm sort of excited for it Mm. Mm. okay as long as that direction includes inez i'm all for it Oh, it does. It does. It's just they, they actually told you what season two is going to be, but I won't say where they said it. So, you know, it's, it, and it's interesting. It will be interesting to see what Inej does in the second season, because as they're leaving, getting ready to go head to the boat so they can all kind of right. escape and go back to Ketterdam. She is talking to Kaz and she says, um, she says, you know, at first you berate me for letting her go and now you're doing the same. What's your angle? And he says, there's no angle. He said, um, he said, but I made a promise to you that you would not go back to the menagerie and one of these jewels will make sure that that happens. And she was like, that's all well and good. But I think that she, you know, she starts kind of making it seem like she's going to go with Alina and Mal. She was like, well, she needs me. He was like, no, we need you. I need you. And I was like, oh, so finally you said it in personal terms instead of it just being generic. No, we need you. You got, you got to stay with us. No, I need you. And she looks at him, she's like, okay. She was like, I want to see the, the look on Helene's face when you buy me out. And then after that, we'll see. So, and, and the look on his face after she said that and walked off, he looked like, okay, like it's one of those, like, you know what? I've held myself close to the vest for too long and now I'm going to have to work for it. I'm going to have to work to make her stay. 
I, I think you're hundred percent correct on that. And, and I, like, again, yeah, the, they're so young. It's so cute because none, neither one of them want to admit that they like each other. You know, it's like, no, I don't particularly like you. Oh, well, wait a minute. Maybe I do. You know, it's, it's, even though it's, it's painfully cute. obvious how and, they feel about each other. Like, oh God. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, but we have a lot of that in this show. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah. This, this show uh, is, is a prime example of this actually. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, know, you mentioned it earlier, but I, I totally forgot that Nina was in that scene at the end. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot. That. Because oh, this is, this oh, is because oh, they oh, all oh, end up on yeah. the same ship, the same ship that's taking Matthias to whatever cell he's about to go rot in, as he says. She's on the ship. Then the crows are on the ship, and then you see alina and mal on the ship and i was like they're all yeah. together so she, she's gonna figure out a way ring. to get them to help her break matthias out yeah i mean i think they're all gonna right, help yeah. each other but uh yeah it's so funny jesper said jesper says so what do we uh, learn people with the trains are mm-hmm. evil you can't kidnap a human sunbeam and maybe just maybe greed is a poor motivator <laughs> oh awesome. true wealth is the awesome. friends you make along the way <laughs> and there's like I might just be impressed. He's like Milo. I'm talking of Milo. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> he really I, has I, a, I, an unna- what, unnatural if, if attachment that... to that goat. Um... Yes, he does. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, if we get to season two and Milo pops up, I'm just gonna laugh so hard. It's gonna be like really okay. No problem. Yeah, we... it, they'll do it as a fun thing. But I love this and they mentioned pekka watched it right now they talk about pekka they're talking about the thing i love like i said fellowship of the ring because what are the odds that they all get on the exact same ship yeah right <laughs> the only ship they have right but like you said they're they're sitting here they they, they gotta worry about dreason they gotta worry about pekka rollins and they're like okay so we're going back to them without a sun summoner um what are we gonna do jesper says you're not gonna let us go back into a death trap. I'm sure you have a plan, right? And Cass says, yeah, I have a plan. And just like with, just like at the beginning, we're going to need a heart render. And then that's when you see Nina's eyes kind of perk up. And Jesper says, someone we know. And he's like, nope, for this to work, it's going to have to be someone that neither of them know. Someone desperate for work with loyalties only to us. And of course, like we said, Nina's sitting there listening like, Hmm. okay and then of course they overhear somebody talking they're talking about a wine shipment that's late and the guy's like look have a heart nova Kerbis is in ruins right now because of what happened he said you know their their son saint is dead and then that's when nina kind of asked them he's like excuse me is what he said true is the sun summoner really gone and Cass says i don't know if she's dead but she is a saint and then this turns and looks like what huh okay and then we see alina and mal at the top of the ship and i was like yay they're all on the same ship but it's so interesting too because i feel like there is i don't know so the way that they're walking on the ship when they come up there is a young lady standing off to the side and she's very well dressed and for some reason the camera seems to focus on her. I don't know who she is and I don't know if it just happened to seem that way, but she's very much in the forefront of the shot. 
along with Alina and Mal. And then everybody else is kind of in the background. I was like, hmm, I wonder, is this going to be somebody important for the next episode? Or am I just looking too much into this? Well, I saw that too. And there is a, there is a crow that is missing from the series there's the sixth person they haven't brought the person in they haven't referenced the person so i'm wondering if they flipped it and they made that person her mm, okay but i don't know because the person is a guy but they flipped stuff so it could be that they whatever that person is that's her um as far as i know all of the crows uh they're all there zoya zoya uh actually does make an appearance uh in six of crows briefly so she is the only one that makes Mm. it over from shell and bone because by the time it happens uh lena and mal are both long dead because there's there's a significant amount of time that goes between the two books but um i don't know that's a good question because they did focus in on her that's kind of weird yeah yeah because they they need one more component of the crows to do what I think they're going to do for season two. And this person is actually really important. Okay. Then of course, you know, there's a, there's a closing shot of Mal and Alina talking and there's a guy who walks past them and he says something about calling them ghosts about all these ghosts on the ship or something. And Alina doesn't understand the reference. She's like, did he just call us ghosts? And Mal says, yeah, we're survivors. That's, that's what they call us. He was like, but we are going to have to be ghosts for a while because Zoya's right. The whole world is going to be looking for you. And she looks back and she says, I know some people who would like those odds. And then, of course, you see the crows looking at her. And then Mal says, is you and me together again, just like old times? I like those odds, too. And we get a flashback of her and Mal running through the meadow, holding hands, running. And she says, and when I'm strong enough, we'll come back together and we'll tear it down. And as she's saying, and tear it down, we get this aerial shot of the fold. And it says, now that the darkling is dead. And when she said that as this shot, I was like, oh, he's gonna tell me he's alive. And then of course we see like very faintly kind of looking like an ant crossing. We see Kirigan come out of the fold. He is battered. He is bruised. He is not looking as impeccable as he usually does, but he is up. He is walking. He is very much alive. And he turns to the fold and he says, follow. And then the Volcra walk out of the fold like fell out my chair. You know what? No. That's not even the Volcra. Those are some kind of shadow monsters. They're like it's like it's like it crawled at first, then it stood up and walked upright. Like right. that's yes. different. That's different. Like oh, yo. I, 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 oh yeah. See, I I, I think like I said, yeah. I could have fell out my chair when I saw that. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh shit. But when that happened, I was like, they have to give us a season two. You cannot end a show like this and then be like, oh, there's no season two. I would have been so mad. But this show, yeah, I'm like all in. I'm just waiting for some free time so that I can start reading these books because I want to get a little bit more like having to kind of sort of put a muzzle on Lori about the Mm. book stuff. (laughs) (laughs) 
because we don't want to talk about the book stuff and what it might spoil it has been i know it's been disappointing Lori. we're going to talk about the book stuff soon i do plan on reading it and we've we've talked about it before that we're going to do a show about the books and i do still want to do that but yeah this show it was way more than i expected from it and it's so funny that this show was not even on my radar until I saw that promo with the doggone stag and I was like oh I don't know what this is but I'm in they did such a good job I mean like I said they did a lot of work uh first thing they did is they combined not one but two books of the series together to flesh it out and give you a better season Mm -hmm. second it has a huge readership and the readership was like yeah well you just made it better now I've read about a, a half of uh, Six of Crows, and I, I'm going to finish it and go with Taylor's book. For what I can tell you, uh, they did a phenomenal job because the way that they chose and flipped the diversity mm-hmm. of Alina and, and certain other people, the way that they included uh, Jesper being gay, uh, the fact that you've got uh, people who are of diverse racial backgrounds, the fact that you have young versus not so much old, but you've got this huge smorgasbord of people. And that was one of the things, because in the book, one of the problems that Leah Burgo had is that in uh, Shallow Bone, it was all white. And people were like, okay, but they didn't like it because it was all white. Because they were like, we keep seeing this over and over and over again. So when they brought the inclusive in, she was like, yeah. And she's actually wrote an apology a few years ago apologizing for it being so one note Mm -hmm. in the books Mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting because you don't usually get fantasy science fiction writers saying that and apologizing um the other thing that i am just blown away is the fact that they really had a good writer's room because the writer's room except for one person who's not there the writer's room literally gave you everything if you don't pick up a single book you don't need to because it was so easy to follow yeah. and it was awesome it was it was nearly a perfect ya story yeah it was really good it was very enjoyable there was not a lot about this show that i didn't like if anything i mean the the pacing was good the characters were great the sets the cgi the costumes it was yeah, I'm just, I'm like all in for this show. Yeah, definitely. And then we have to wait a whole year for season two, but it's fine. It's fine. I, yeah. I'll wait. And like I said, that, that, that will give me some time to read the books and to kind of fully immerse myself in this world. So bring it on. Yeah. So, so Curse is gone. Second season of Shallow and Bone. Is there anything that is comparable in the meantime to watch? I have to look and get back to you on that because I, I, I don't know right now. I got to admit, I was kind of yay interested, but I was kind of skeptical about this show. But I'm, I got to admit, I, I really like this show. I, I like the show way more than I thought I was going to like it because um, I thought it was just going to be like you know like young adult fiction like oh oh god like this is gonna be i just didn't think it was gonna be my cup of tea but i but i really like this show it held my interest um were the unexpected twists and turns were awesome um i like i love a lot of the characters and it really left a lot of room to grow 
like it didn't really limit itself you were it's like you're like why should this go on because you've already said a lot that you probably don't really don't need to have anything else to where anywhere else to go but now it's like it really opened itself up to keep going for a minute so yeah i'm pretty impressed i think for me i i was the, the trailer seeing this dad got me interested and I won't say I love the show, but I liked a lot of the fantasy aspects of it. And I need a good fantasy series to watch. And it, it scratched that itch, you know? And I, I liked a couple of the characters. Um, but I thought the ending was well worth the wait. Like the last episode, everything paid off. And, I, and, and that, that was impressive too. That's okay. We're going to make you team Jesper. <laughs> Oh yeah, mm-hmm. no, we're not, gonna convert. Not you. likely. Yeah, it, 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 conversion, but um, so unless he has I a variant it. somewhere that is. Oh geez. you know what? And on crossing that note, the streams. <laughs> and on that note, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time. Bye.